You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and today it is quite the joyous occasion because the 49ers have beat the Rams in the regular season. Oh, once again, it is a tradition as old as time. And I am here to give you guys my instant reaction of the game. But before I do that, let's go over some of the news that happened before the game. The 49ers, they did elevate Tevin Coleman for this game. And I actually thought he was going to get a lot of uh, more involvement than he did. Jordan Mason didn't get any carries. But I don't think, if I recall, I don't even think Tevin Coleman got any carries. He had some snaps for sure, but no carries, I believe. Uh, and then they also elevated Malik Turner from the practice squad ahead of tonight's game. Uh, Willie Sneed was also signed to the 53-man roster, an indication that Danny Gray was not going to be able to go. He's dealing with his hip injury still. Uh, the 49ers also placed Aziz Alshair on the injured reserve before the game. Uh, but some good news before the game was that Eric Armstead was going to be active. Javon Kinlaw, he was out for this one. So, you know, Kevin Givens... Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, some guys that could uh, step up in, in the middle, in the interior there uh, to help out uh, with Kinlaw out. But Armstead being available would, was definitely a good thing. Uh, but let's get into the actual game. So in the first quarter, the Rams' very first drive, the 49ers' defense was stuffing acres, but it was Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby who were able to get chunk yardage uh, for the Rams, and they were able to convert on third downs. But the defensive line, even in that very first drive, they were getting a lot of pressure on Stafford. But Stafford in that first drive, he was getting the ball out quick. The 49ers defense ended up bending, but they did not break. A theme that we saw somewhat throughout the entire game, the Rams just end up getting a field goal on that very first drive. And then the 49ers' first offensive drive, Ayuk on first down on the first play up the middle. Then Aaron Donald gets a sack. Tackle for loss on run play by Jeff Wilson Jr. Aaron Donald early in the game was kind of wreaking havoc. And you kind of say, oh, no, because Spencer Burford, you're wondering if he can handle uh, Eric Armstead. As as you guys know, I mean, it's Daniel Brunskill who always handles uh, Aaron Donald. But, you know, he's just coming back from his injury. So, you know, the question was, how much was he going to play, if at all, in this game? Spencer Burford ended up getting the start, but like I said, struggling early versus Aaron Donald. Uh, But it didn't matter much for the offense to start, at least anyway. Juwan Jennings with a couple of third-down conversions in that very first drive. The offense was two for two on third downs in that first drive, which is huge considering the fact that last week the 49ers went 0-9 before their first third-down conversion. Uh, So they were able to turn the tide a little bit on third downs, get some things going early. And then Jeff Wilson Jr., he gets a one cut and go shot at a touchdown. And I said he looked like Raheem Mostert. And what I meant by that is that he turned on the burners. He looked fast as hell. I believe someone said he got up to, he was definitely over uh, 20 miles per hour on that run. I forget the actual number, but someone tweeted it earlier. So he did put on the burners, okay? And yeah. Excellent blocking on that uh, run by Jeff Wilson Jr. That was able to, you know, get him loose for that one. Uh, So the 49ers get the early lead 7-0. In the Rams' second uh, offensive drive, the defense, once again, they turned it up. Fred Warner had a blitz. 
that forced an errant incompletion to uh, Cam Akers, followed by a Nick Bosa sack on third down to force the quick three and out. The Rams would have to go the rest of the game without their right guard, who had been playing center uh, (laughs) because their center was hurt. Uh, So it was just a whole hodgepodge of offensive line for the Rams. It was Coleman Shelton who uh, left the game. So they had to play with a rookie, Jeremiah Cologne, uh, at center. Former uh, San Jose Spartan, by the way. So, you know, I guess happy that he was able to have a homecoming game in his very first, uh, you know, NFL action. Uh, But moving on to the second quarter, the 49ers following offensive drive, Daniel Brunskill, replaced the struggling Spencer Burford at right guard. And at this point, I was kind of thinking it was exactly how I thought it was going to happen, that, yeah, they were going to let Spencer Burford start. But since he was struggling, they switched to Daniel Brunskill. And it was actually strange because Daniel Brunskill actually ended up leaving the game, and then they kind of rotated. Once again, it ended up being uh, Spencer Burford, who I think ended up finishing the game at right guard. So I don't really know what happened there. Um I don't know. Maybe they were just going with a rotation. Maybe they just wanted to get Daniel Brunskill's feet wet. Like I said, he hadn't practiced since October before the, sorry. uh, He hadn't practiced since sometime in August before uh, he played in this game. So, or before he practiced this week. So obviously he, you know, needed to get back into game shape. So maybe him just getting some snaps. uh, They just wanted him out there, I guess, to just start, getting them back in a game shape. Not sure. Uh, but like I said, Daniel Brunskill and Spencer Burford rotated a bit at right guard. Uh, but that didn't seem to be a huge deal. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he would target Juwan Jennings on a third and six, uh, but Jennings couldn't hang on to it. And they ended up punting. I thought that was a fine ball, but Jimmy Garoppolo, but Juwan Jennings has to hang on to that one. And uh, you know, it forced a punt for the 49ers offense. So Rams on their following drive, they get another three and out as a 49ers defense. They continue to dial up the pressure credit to Diamador Lenore, um, who has been the starting nickel as of last week. And he was playing some pretty good coverage on Cooper cup in this game. Uh, that I, I thought that was really notable because Cooper cup, one of the better, Uh, wide receivers in the league. As I said, Cup was going to get his, which he definitely did. I think he had over something like over 10 targets um, in this game. So yeah, he definitely got his, but I thought Diamador Lenore played a pretty great game, all things considered. And so the 49ers offense, their following drive, they go pass first instead of run. I know a lot of people make jokes that, oh, the 49ers always go run, run, pass. They pass on third down but they actually changed it up a bit. They went past first Jimmy Garoppolo with a downfield attempt to the tight end, Charlie Warner, but it was dropped just straight up dropped. And that one was a little baffling to me because I was like, wait, you have Charlie Warner running that route. Like where was George Kittle? And then I saw the play over. It was George Kittle was there. He was blocking on that play. I feel like if, uh, if it was George Kittle running that route, he would have probably caught that ball. You can say what you want about that throw. I thought if the way I see it, if the if the ball hits your hands, you should catch it. And uh, Charlie Warner did not. And so 
that was a little weird for me to not see George Kittle running that one, but I digress. So the following play, Jimmy Garoppolo misses high to Juwan Jennings, and the 49ers offense stalls once again, another three and out. And on the following Rams drive, the Rams offense starts to get going. They counter the blitzes with a screen for a first down. They march downfield with a few big completions. And then Fred Warner on one-on-one, excellent coverage in the end zone on Cooper Cup, forces the incompletion. Rams get a field goal, which, again, 49ers defense bending and not breaking for how many, I would say, solid drives that the Rams had where they marched down the field to only limit the the Rams offense to field goals tonight was a huge feat in itself for this 49ers defense. So, like I said, Rams elect to take the field goal there. 7-6 is the score at that point. And the 49ers following drive, six minutes left in the half, they put Spencer Burford back in the game at right guard. And the 49ers move the ball. They get to about midfield on third and three, and Debo turns a high point catch to a 57-yard touchdown. And I got to give credit to George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, and Brandon Ayuk, who had some key blocks on that touchdown that was able to get Debo Samuel loose on that one. But also, I mean, Debo's amazing at what he does. Uh, he was able to evade some tackles, one of them being uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, to spring away for the touchdown. So that that was an awesome play and definitely helped uh, give the offense and the defense some breathing room uh, as it continued on with this game. The Rams with a little over two minutes before the half, Charles O'Minahue gets a sack followed by Dorlin Nord, D'Amico Ryan's dialing up the corner blitz. D'Amico was, was uh, dialing up those blitzes all night, which was something new to see for this 49ers defense. Uh, but obviously, you know, trying something different, adapting, figuring, trying to stay two steps ahead, really, because, you know, I'm sure the Rams were not prepared for the 49ers defense to blitz as much as they did because they hardly ever blitz, really. So this was a special occasion for D'Amico in which he he pretty much just let it rip uh, for this defense and, uh, you know, let him have a go at Stafford. And it definitely paid off. Like I said, that Daniel Dora Lenore corner blitz was able to force that punt uh, late into the second quarter. And so the Rams were not able to get any more points before the half. The 49ers get the ball back about 30 seconds left in the first half. They take a deep shot to Ray Ray McLeod, but no luck. So the 49ers go into halftime 14-6. And let's just look at some of the, the stats from halftime, okay? So Nick Bosa, um, his first half stat line, two tackles, one sack, four pressures, and three quarterback hits. Nick Bosa, as we know, he is a him. Um, and Matthew Stafford, he was definitely struggling, but that Cooper Cup Stafford connection was still alive and well. 10 of Matthew Stafford's 19 passing attempts in the first half, he targeted Cooper Cup, uh, you know, which is pretty crazy. Cup has a crazy target share out there in uh, LA, but so if you have him on fantasy, you're probably pretty pleased with that target share in the first half. Cup had seven catches and 58 yards. Uh, shout out to PFF Jeff for posting uh, that stat, for tweeting that out. 
And uh, my former co-host, Ange Wrights, shout out Angie, she uh, tweeted this one out. The 49ers are ranked number 31 in the NFL this season in second half points scored per game with 4.3. And she said, now would be a great time to improve on that. I would say they improved on that, but uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that, you know, like after I, I talk about the second half. Uh, so let's get into the third quarter. Well, actually, before I do that, let's let's acknowledge some of these comments here. Uh, Preacher V says, hell of a win today. Clamps all over the field. Debo being Debo, just a dominant performance in all phases of the game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the defense is going to gift wrap so many games for this offense, and it's really up to the offense to, you know, capitalize on the opportunities and, you know, be able to score points and not take their foot off the gas. I mean, I know sometimes Kyle Shanahan tends to get a little conservative, but in this one, it paid off. The 49ers defense is it was able to, you know, keep the clamps on the entire game. What's going on, Melissa? Glad you can make it. Ryan, what's going on, man? Ryan says Wilson was hauling ass. Yes, on that touchdown, right? Okay, you saw that too. Okay. Uh, Ryan also says Hufunga game ball, Debo game ball, and D'Amico game ball. Can we give out that many game balls? <laughs> all right, I'll I'll give it to you. I mean, all those guys had some some great games today, so I, I definitely feel you on that one. And Des Gomez says that defense is the best in the league. No plays over twenty yards tonight. Yeah, thank you, Des. I was actually going to uh, mention that the 49ers defense held the Rams to zero plays of over 20 yards today, which is a huge feat because the Rams offense, you know, they're known as this, you know, big offensive uh, powerhouse and at least historically, right. I don't know so much about this season, but they also obviously have that capability um, with Stafford and cup. So yeah, I mean, credit to the 49ers defense for being able to, you know, lock things down for pretty much, you know, the entire game for this one. Let's see here. I know that Kyle Shanahan was going to be going live pretty soon. So I am making sure that I'm keeping tabs on that. And you guys keep tabs for me as well. If you guys see anything interesting that um, Shanahan says, uh, all right, let's get into the second half now. So in the third quarter, the 49ers start the half on offense and George Kittle, George Kittle, who, was a ghost in the first half. Um, he gets his first target of the game, a completion of 20 yards, but that 49ers offense drive stalls because they pretty much get no more gains after that. Um, they try a pass to Debo, didn't go anywhere on third and five. And so uh, I know some people were pointing out the fact that Kyle Juszczyk was wide open beyond the sticks on that one. Some people say it could have been a touchdown if Jimmy Garoppolo had just seen Kyle Juszczyk on that one. I'll have to watch that one back for sure. I, I didn't see it on the live, but um, I'll definitely be looking at that, you know, when I catch the all 22 and maybe that's something uh, I can share either tomorrow or Wednesday when I do my um, in-depth review. But the Rams offense following drive, again, they march down the field. They convert on fourth and one on the 49ers side of the field. They're moving the ball. An illegal contact penalty on Fred Warner gifted them another first down. Dre Greenlaw then gets a tackle for loss on Akers. Greenlaw also gets a pressure right up the middle that goes – 
that forces a bad throw by Stafford. And then Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, um, <laughs> Mooney, Mooney Ward, Charvarius Ward gets a big pass breakup on the end zone attempt. Uh, Stafford was trying to get it to Allen Robinson, I believe on the right side of the field. And uh, Mooney gets a big stop there. Tashawn Gibson then nearly in- intercepts it in the end zone uh, as Stafford was targeting Higby. So again, Ben don't break. The 49ers defense, you know, with the Rams marching down the field, they're able to put the clamps on when it gets to the red zone. And that's really all we need. That's really all we can ask for. Also on that Rams drive, the 49ers got their fifth sack of the night on that one. And again, the defense bending and not breaking. They hold the Rams offense to just a field goal after that long positive drive for the Rams. That's got to be demoralizing to an extent. You know what I mean? Um, You know, to just be able to get so many positive drives, but, you know, just end up with a field goal every time. And again, I have to point out the fact the defense was gift wrapping the game. But my question at this point, again, it was a third quarter and I'm like, ooh, up to this point in the second half, the 49ers offense hasn't done anything. Like, is this going to be one of those other games like the other two, the other two losses where, you know, the, the 49ers defense is, you know, holding up their end of the bargain, but the 49ers offense just can't continue to get points. Like I, I was worried. I was uh, legitimately worried um, that the 49ers offense were gonna was gonna fumble the bag, and uh, well, they get the ball back, and with a little over four minutes to go in the third quarter, and Ravery McLeod fumbled on the kick return, uh, but luckily it was recovered by Marlon Mack, who was playing on special teams, and then and then we hear that Colton McKivitz, who was playing left tackle because Trent Williams has been hurt. Colton McKivitz, he he ended up hurting himself. And then so we have to go the rest of the game with Jalen Moore in at left tackle, which the thought terrified me because Jalen Moore just the previous week gave up, I don't know how many pressures on like four snaps that he took against the Broncos. Um, so I, I, was, I was really worried when I saw Jalen Moore. Uh, was going to have to finish the game at left tackle. Not going to lie to you. But uh, Garoppolo, he was able to find check up the right sideline for a big gain to start that drive. Huge, huge spark for the offense. And the 49ers marched downfield with some chunk plays. Some nice plays dialed up by Kyle Shanahan on that one, I must admit. You know, sometimes I feel like... Uh, sometimes I feel like... Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, isn't that aggressive, at least like in the second half and stuff. Uh, but that was a nice play. I don't know if you guys know which one I'm talking about. It was uh, it, it was a carry by Juszczyk and Debo and Jeff Wilson Jr. were also in the backfield. And I honestly had no idea which one of those three were going to get the ball. And it ended up being the guy who I at least thought was going to get it, Kyle Juszczyk. And he got a good uh, chunk play on that one. Some nice creativity. So now we're on to the fourth quarter, still the same 49ers drive. The 49ers end up getting to the goal line, and Jimmy Garoppolo, he throws a beautiful, beautiful ball to George Kittle in the back of the right side of the end zone. I have to give credit where it's due, right? That was a nice throw uh, by Jimmy Garoppolo. 
but Kittle was not able to get two feet down. So on fourth and goal, Kyle Shanahan, he decided to go for the kick uh, of a field goal instead of going for it on fourth and goal. So at the time, I'm not going to lie to you because this is an instant reaction, right? I'm going to be honest. At the time, I was like, oh, man, Kyle, like, just go for it, my guy. Like, it's fourth and goal. We can do this. Uh, and so the 49ers go up just eight and I'm thinking to myself, man, like all the Rams have to do is score one time and get a two point conversion and the game is tied. Like I can already see it happening in my head. I, I was just, I was a little frustrated at that point, but it ended up being the right decision. So Kyle Shanahan, you know, head coach of a football team, you know, thank God he knows more than me sitting on my couch, right? Uh, so the score ends up being fourth, four. Uh, oh my God, what am I saying? The score ended up being 17 to nine early in the fourth quarter. And then in the Rams' following drive, 49ers' defense, once again, they, they, they did not take their foot off Matthew Stafford's neck this entire game. They made Stafford's life hell, especially in this drive. Uh, the Rams offense didn't even have success, even on the screen attempts. Like I mentioned earlier, they, they had some success with the screens early in the game because how aggressive the 49ers defense were early in the game. But, you know, later on, I don't know what they did, but they were able to adjust and stay aggressive. But also, you know, they were prepared for those screens and were able to defend those well as well. So the Rams ended up punting and Ray Ray McLeod this time, instead of fumbling, he almost took it to the house. Uh, Rams punter had to make the tackle or he probably would have gotten a touchdown on that one. Uh, just had to point that out, but the 49ers following drive, they get a solid drive going. Debo gets a 29 yard reception. And at this point in the game, the 49ers had five plays of 20 yards or more crazy when you think about it, given the fact that, you know, I just pointed out or what Des pointed out here that the defense, the, the Rams hadn't gotten any plays over 20 yards, but the 49ers had five plays um, of 20 yards or more. And unfortunately though, after that Debo 29 yard reception, they couldn't get much going after that one. And uh, they ended up kicking a field goal at uh I think it was a 45-yard field goal, but Robbie Gold ended up missing it. And again, I'm like, I'm panicking because I'm like, oh, man, we didn't go up for it on fourth and goal, and we're only up eight, and the offense isn't doing anything, and Robbie Gold just missed the field goal. So, you know, we're still only up technically one score, like I said, a score and a two-point conversion. The Rams could have just tied it. And there's a little over eight minutes in the fourth. So I was like, I, I was worried. And you guys can't lie to me. You guys were worried too, okay? So don't, just don't, don't. Uh, but the Rams following drive, Eric Armstead, we got the news that Eric Armstead was going to be out for the remainder of the game with his foot injury. Uh, you guys know Eric Armstead, he was playing with uh, Planter Fish fasciitis or I don't think I'm saying it right. I don't know. Uh, but you know, that foot injury that lingers and it lasts for a pretty long time as much as I know about it. 
And Eric Armstead tried to play with it, but in the fourth quarter, he ended up leaving the game. He was out for the rest of the game. So, you know, another reason to kind of like wince a little bit and feel a little, you know, on edge. Uh, But it it was time for Kevin Givens and Hassan Ridgeway to step up. And uh, this defense, they most certainly stepped up on that Rams offensive drive Talanohu Funga, he gets a pick six on a Matthew Stafford uh, target to Cooper Cup. Huff sees it all the way. Hufunga! That's the chant. That's what I say in my head every time, like, Hufunga does a good play. Literally, like, that's just, it lives rent free in my head. Hufunga! Yeah, you guys got to do that too. But anyway, Huff saw it all the way, and this defense seals the win pretty much for the 49ers. Stafford's third Fourth quarter interception this season. Uh, Yeah, he's a big interception thrower, that guy. Uh, And the Rams try to get something going on the following drive, but the 49ers defense, once again, they have other plans, okay? Hassan Ridgeway, as I mentioned, you know, he stepped up because he's getting extra minutes with Eric Armstead out. He gets the defense's sixth sack of the night, and uh, Fred Warner nearly had himself a pick six. He dropped an interception, Ebukam nearly got to Stafford. I, I would say, actually, he did get to Stafford. He hit his back as uh, Stafford was holding the ball, but Stafford hadn't, you know, he didn't have, he wasn't moving his arm forward as in a throwing motion. So it was deemed a fumble because Stafford lost the ball at that point and it was recovered by the 49ers defense. So the 49ers offense get the ball back, and that pretty much did it. Uh, the 49ers won the game 24-9. to And let me just say, the defense, that's all you got to say. Like, that's it. That's the tweet, the defense. That was literally one of my tweets today because I just – I had no words. I was just like, the defense, that's it. They were, they were lights out in this game. Uh, you couldn't have imagined a better showing for this defense uh, tonight. Six sacks, a pick six. They didn't allow the Rams any plays over uh, 20 yards. Nick Bosa, he finished the game with three tackles, two sacks, five quarterback hits, nine pressures. He now has 23 pressures on the season, which leads the NFL. Um, And then Dre Greenlaw, he had a team-high 14 tackles. Like, this defense is absolutely stacked, okay? And the 49ers defense, get this, has not allowed a touchdown in three weeks. In three weeks, they have not allowed a touchdown. They haven't allowed a touchdown since that Bears game, Mon- the monsoon game. Yeah, that one. <sighs> wow, that's crazy. And today, today, it's even more amazing when you think about it because they did it without Kinlaw. They did it without Eric Armstead in the fourth quarter. And they can have Jimmy Ward back next week, I believe next week or maybe even the week after that. I mean, at this point, you don't even need to rush Jimmy Ward back. I don't think they will. So um, I'd be maybe surprised if he's there next week, but I'm just saying they could have him back. The fact that the the rich get richer is crazy at this point because, like I said, they've just been playing lights out. But like I said, going back to the offense, because we know how good the defense played in this one, but the offense – like I said, had me worried. Des agrees. He said, worried to say the least. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the offense, again, they had me worried. And in particular, 
Like I said, some of Kyle's decision-making, you know, in the second half, not going for it on the fourth and goal. And then it felt like it was coming back to bite him after, you know, Robbie Gold missed that field goal. But overall, overall, this to me was a good turnaround game for the offense. It wasn't going to, I think, be a complete 180 flip from last week. Last week was um, exceptionally terrible. But I think this was the type of game that the offense needed to have just to start building that momentum. Like, this was a momentum builder. This was a foundational game for the offense. And early in the game, you know, I thought they were in a good rhythm. Jimmy Garoppolo was getting, you know, nice throws. Uh, again, Kyle Shanahan calling some great plays when he scripts out the first um, few series of the game. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good. And Debo Samuel, he had his usual performance versus the Rams. He always goes off against them. Get this. He had, he had, a, he had 100 yards, Debo Samuel. No, 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 not, not 100 yards total. He had over 100 yards after the catch. After the catch, Debo Samuel had 100 yards. That's insane. And that's, not only is that insane, but that's the fourth time he's done it in his career. That, like, what? Debo Samuel is in a class of its own, um, an incredibly unique player, and I am so... So happy that he is on, you know, my favorite team. He's just a joy to watch, um, especially on that, you know, 50-plus yard touchdown that he had today. It just goes to show his, you know, how special he is. Uh, but let's look at the NFC West picture really quick because currently all four of the teams in the NFC West are 2-2. Two and two. Okay. So you would look at that and you'd be like, okay, there's a four-way tie for first place. However, however, because of 49ers with this game as well, the 49ers are 2-0 versus the NFC West. They're 2-2, but their two wins are against NFC West opponents. So they own the tiebreaker and thus would be in sole possession of first place if I'm not mistaken. I think that's how that works, right? Like uh, your division wins hold more weight than other wins. So I think that puts them in sole position of first place. They own the tiebreaker, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think, I think that's right. Um, but you know, what's crazy is that half of the teams, well, nearly half, 15 of the 32 teams in the NFL are currently 2-2 which is crazy. It just, again, like goes to show the parody in the NFL. Some crazies were saying after week one that the 49ers season was over. Like, get a grip, right? I mean, even after last week, as terrible as that game was, I wasn't ready to give up on the season. And games like this are why, because the 49ers are – stacked on both sides of the ball it's just about them executing the defense always executes they really never let us down but the offense they're gonna have some bad games but they're always going to follow it with you know performances like today which again could have been better for the offense but hopefully this is a momentum builder and something they can they can build upon 
going forward. Let's look at some of the updates from Kyle Shanahan. Checking my timeline really quickly here. Um, <laughs> Fred Warner says there's something about Debo against those Rams. Yeah, man, that guy's always going off. Always. Uh, all right. And then Dante Whitner, apparently after the game, you know, he, he does the post game stuff on, uh, NBC sports Bay area. Dante Whitner called Teleno Hufunga, the number one safety in the NFL currently. Do you guys agree? Is Teleno Hufunga the number one safety in the league right now? He's putting, he's definitely putting like people on notice. He's so good that even the casuals know his name now. Like that's when you know he's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't think Kyle said anything really interesting in the um, post game because I'm I'm not seeing too much of his quotes. But yeah, I mean, Trent, uh, Matt Mayoko said that Trent Williams. He saw him after the game. He was in an orthopedic walking boot for his high ankle sprain he sustained last week. Uh, in spite of that, he looked to be getting around pretty well. I'll be back in no time, he said. That's what, He said that more than once, that Trent, Trent Williams said he's going to be back in no time. Uh, exciting, also a little scary, because I don't want him to like reaggravate his you know injury or anything, but uh, definitely would be happy to have him back, especially now that it looks like Jalen Moore is going to be guy going forward that's terrifying to think about um i had this other stat i want to show you guys one second uh this was uh josh dubo ap tweeted this out um the last five pick sixes for the 49ers uh teleno hufunga versus matthew stafford and the rams tonight then in november 15th 2021 Jimmy Ward had a pick six versus Stafford and the Rams. Then uh, September 12th, 2021, Dre Greenlaw had a pick six versus Jared Goff and the Lions. Then in November 29th, 2020, Javon Kinlaw had a pick six against Jared Goff and the Rams. And then in December 21st, 2019, Fred Warner had a pick six against Goff and the Rams. This is kind of hilarious. Like their last five pick sixes have been against the Rams and Jared Goff. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of hilarious, but uh, yeah, it just goes to show, I guess the ownage that the 49ers have against the Rams, at least in the regular season. And that's what I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much, but that's what irks me so much about the, uh, conference championship game because we we own these fools but it, like that that was the one game that obviously mattered the most and we couldn't get that one but man you know what I'm still happy though because we were able to win today and like I said this is a great momentum builder for the 49ers offense for all the talk of you know potential drama and beef between Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo um Winning cures all. I have a feeling we're not going to hear anything about that. We're not going to see any lip reading videos uh, this week. And we're just going to be able to enjoy this win. I'm sure there's still going to be arguments on 49ers Twitter, as there always is. But all in all, I mean, I think we can 
be happy about the outcome of today's game and move forward uh, with the next game on the docket, which is the Panthers, who look absolutely terrible through four weeks. So that should, should be another win for the 49ers. Uh, that is, of course, if they don't play down to their opponent like they frustratingly often do. Uh, but I'm going to leave it at that for this instant reaction, and I'll be back at it hopefully tomorrow. Let me know what player you want to see all 22 for um, from this game, and I will go ahead and provide that for you guys. Always a pleasure, especially when the 49ers win. And uh, I'll have an in-depth review video for you guys this week as well, going over some of the All-22 from this game. I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of fun to go over. Um, but make sure you guys subscribe if you have not. And uh, if you guys like this video, make sure you go ahead, give it a thumbs up. And uh, have a good rest of your night. Enjoy this win. Go Niners. Peace.